Welcome in to the Money Call Podcast. I'm Samuel Bigelow here with Gabby Mozipo. It's week six and uh, uh, week six of the NFL season, that is. And we're here uh, back with another episode. Um, excited to talk NFL football, talk about the uh, uh, bets this week and um, go through our normal our normal spiel. We'll be picking every game against the spread, uh, giving you our survivor picks and our best bets on the week. Uh, but before or before we jump into it, this is also a special, uh, a special week for me and Gabby. We're playing against each other uh, in our league of record and fantasy. So um, this is a big week for the pod. Excited uh, for another victory under my belt and to be able to uh, talk about that with you uh, next week. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I hope you are as well, Gabby. I am as well. I think it's worth noting this team. Is- uh, these teams are pretty loaded. I think I think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, I did put up over 200 points in a PPR format, so I'm not too worried about it. Sam does have, like, Bijan Robinson, though, so – and the return of Eckler. I, I This matchup, I, I'm pretty excited for it, so guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, Gabby definitely uh, was looking real good last week going over 200. Uh Shout out to Jamar Chase there. And who is the other big performer on your roster? Uh, DJ Moore. Oh, yeah, that's right. DJ Moore. Uh, Gabby's favorite. Uh, so shout out to DJ Moore and Jamar Chase there for getting him to get. I think he they got 100 points, just the two of them. So um, shout out to those guys. Uh, but I'm, I, I think I'm a little more consistent. I have not scored 100 or 200 yet. But, um, yeah, we'll see. It'll be a good one. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, anyways, um, as always, we start off with our picks against the spread uh, as our main uh, first segment here on the pod, which which we will jump into in just a moment. But um, just to recap, we, of course, have been picking every game against the spread this week. And last week was a good week for me and a little bit of a rough week for Gabby. We won't spend too much time on it, but I went 8-5-1 and one against the spread and Gabby came in at five, eight, and one. Uh, so flipped kind of uh, our record there. So that's a big blow to Gabby because he was sitting at 500 uh, last week. So now drops you to uh, 34 and 37, Gabby. And I am uh, at 41 and 30. So um, yeah, we are overall doing pretty good. And uh, I, you have, you only need one week and you could uh, bring it back into the positive, which I'm sure you will do this week. I'm positive about it too. I mean, one bad week doesn't set it. We're only what six weeks into it, so we got a lot of football left. We're learning new information now. We have new opinions on it. We're only three games down. Not the end of the world. One good week will turn it around. We're waiting for a, a over sixty six hundred percent week this week. So let's get into it, Sam. Yeah, definitely. With more information, uh, will come more uh, informed bets and i'm sure we as a whole on the show will improve so we'll see looking forward to that but anyways you're right let's get right into it um first game on the docket since uh which i actually i don't think i actually said but i should have it's wednesday october 11th um so we're getting this before the thursday game and all of our uh, information is up to date as of today um and we're it's uh, in the evening so um that's when all of our information is uh, from all of our lines um, on DraftKings and things like that. Uh, 
but yeah, so we aren't always able to get to the Thursday game, but we are this week, and it is in Kansas City. Denver is coming to visit a divisional game, and Denver is, of course, the underdogs. Uh, I believe Travis Kelsey is expected to play in this game, but uh, it's certainly not confirmed as far as I'm aware. Um, but Kansas City, of course, is nonetheless huge favorites, uh, 10.5 points. Um, Gabby, what do you think about this game? Just to confirm for you, Travis Kelsey is going to play in this game tomorrow. It's been reported and confirmed. There you go. So, with that being said, an 11-point spread, I think that's going to be – it's a big, big spread. Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 15 times in a row in their divisional opponents. So, they play twice a year. They see each other twice a year, and the Broncos haven't – they've won a Super Bowl more recently than they've beaten the Chiefs. The Broncos, that is, not the Chiefs. So, <laughs> that just lets you know how long ago that was. All that being said, 11 is a big point spread. I think here with Sean Payton, what he's really been able to do with this offense and what Russell Wilson has been able to show, I just think that Chiefs are going to be able to roll them. I'm I'm taking the Chiefs here, minus 11. Um, That defense is awful there for the Broncos. I think it's going to be an easy, easy game. Now, the Chiefs are – they're really bad at covering – covering big numbers, but I just don't think this Broncos team is good whatsoever. I think they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it versus this Chiefs and that uh, this defense is going to be able to keep them together whatsoever. So I like the Chiefs here minus 11. I am uh, completely with you, Gabby. Um, I mean, the, the Broncos, what they've been doing these past few weeks, it's not going to be good enough to beat the Chiefs. It's not even going to be good enough to be close. Uh, but, I mean, of course, there were uh, lots of reports out this week that uh, the Broncos are – they're going to look different than than they did in the in, the, in previous weeks, at least offensively, um, at least some changes being made. And, I mean, that probably bodes well for the remainder of the season for at least a little improvement, but certainly doesn't bode well coming and playing the defending champs in your first week with all those changes. So, uh the Broncos are screwed basically no matter what they do in this game, I think. Uh, their only saving grace is it is a divisional game. But, I mean, that hasn't helped them in the last uh, 15 or whatever you said it was. So, I, I, I'm i certainly all over the Chiefs here. Glad to hear Travis Kelsey will be there. That'll be a boon for the Chiefs. I think even if he's limited, he'll provide at least uh, a decoy presence. That'll be uh, huge for the Chiefs. But um, hopefully he gets involved, and that is even obviously even better for the Chiefs. Um, and I think they, I think they go out and dominate, just like you said. Um, I think Denver is going to be doing a lot of different stuff moving forward. And I think maybe eventually they get it kind of figured out and are competent, but, um, they're just going to be trying some stuff until they get it figured out. And that could be a while if, if at any point this season. So, uh, Broncos definitely on the downturn, um, and, uh, feeling good about the chiefs this week. Uh, all right, moving on to our next game. We got uh, or our next games uh, there is Sunday, uh, 630 in the morning uh, Pacific time. The game that is overseas. I think this one is in London still. Uh, I know they eventually Gabby's giving me the nod. I know they eventually move uh, to Germany and things like that. So still in London, uh, we got Baltimore uh, is away. Uh, both teams really 
not at home, but Tennessee, the home team, uh, Tennessee, four and a half point underdogs. Gabby, which way are you going with this one? Four and a half point underdogs on the road, not even on the road, on a neutral site. I like the Ravens here. Less than a touchdown, the big favorites. Titans have been bad. They haven't been able to move the ball through passing. DeAndre, they had a nice, a solid week last week with DeAndre Hopkins, but Kane hasn't really been able to do too much. And Derrick Henry doesn't seem to be the same old. They have been reducing his touches and for the life of TIJ Spears, and the Ravens are just getting healthy at the right time. Um, I don't think there's going to be any sort of travel benefit like the Jaguars had of being able to stay there for the last week over the Bills since they're both getting there around the same time. So in that case, I like the Ravens here less than a field goal. Give me Lamar in a bounce back. I think the wide receiver is going to have a better game than they did in the previous where they had a lot of drops. I agree. I am taking uh, Baltimore minus four and a half as well. Um, I think Baltimore is a great team. And uh, I mean, last week I think was kind of a fluke playing the Steelers, a division rival. Those games are always tight. Um, it was tighter than I thought it was going to be, obviously. Um, and, uh, and obviously there was some big drops by the Ravens um, that could have won the game for them. Uh, so I'm not taking too much stock in that. Uh, Tennessee is a team that has not looked good. Um, like you said, Gabby, it's a neutral site, and they're arriving at the same time. And I think Baltimore's is more than a touchdown better than Tennessee. Um, of course, the travel to London can make things a little iffy, but um, with it only being four and a half points, I'm taking Baltimore all the way here. So this is actually one of my favorite bets this week. Um, actually, it, it is my favorite bet this week. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more about that in the best bets section. But, uh, yeah, I love that one this week. Uh, moving on to another uh, bet that I actually I actually love this week. Our first game in the 10 o'clock window, if you're on the West Coast. Uh, we got San Francisco coming into Cleveland. San Francisco is seven-point favorites. San Francisco is, I think, the best team in the NFL right now. Um, I think that's not that uh, revolutionary of, a, of an opinion or that shocking of an opinion. But um, Cleveland, of course, got a really good D. Um, I just don't think they, as a team, are good enough to uh, keep with San Francisco. And Deshaun Watson popped up on the injury report this week. I think it's still uh, likely that he plays, but um, – that's not a good sign for Cleveland. We saw what happened last time they didn't play uh, and faced a solid defense against Baltimore. Cleveland got crushed, um, and it wasn't that hard for Baltimore. They weren't really even firing on all cylinders offensively, and they still uh, dominated four for four in the end and the red zone or something like that. Um, but yeah, San Francisco is even better than Baltimore, so I'm I'm loving San Francisco right now. San Francisco is hot. I don't think Cleveland stays within seven points of San Francisco, even with a healthy Deshaun Watson. Uh, personally so this is another one of my going to be another one of my best bets this week loving San Francisco minus seven but Gabby where are you at with it yeah I think this really depends on when or who the quarterback is going to be for Cleveland um if Deshaun is in I'm all over Cleveland like there's no doubt about it 
you know, the plus seven is gonna be there for me. But if DTR is in, not a chance, not a chance. He played so bad. So for this, what are we are, for our bets? I guess is there are we under an assumption that there's a quarterback? What quarterback are we under the assumption is playing? I'm I'm assuming that Deshaun Watson is playing, but I'd be happy to. Uh, I don't give a shit who the quarterback is this week uh, for Cleveland, and so I'd be happy to give you a conditional um, Cleveland if Deshaun, San Francisco if anyone else. Okay. Yeah, I would like to take that offer. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. DTR, I think he can get beat by but 14, like, easily, but because, um, yeah, if it's if it's DTR, I'd be willing to go San Francisco minus 14, minus 15. Like, that team is, gets to be really bad all of a sudden if he's in the game. But at seven, I like Deshaun. I really do. And even a little bit lower. I think the San Francisco people come on prime time. I think the public, I'm going to fade that. Yeah. Uh, or go ahead. If you're going to say more, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say they've been undefeated for, obviously. So I think they're bound for a hiccup here in a physical defense, such as Cleveland. Coming off of the bye week, I think they've been preparing for San Francisco, so they'll have a way of they'll have an attack plan to go at them. I think there's a chance it could be successful if Sean Watson's in the game. Yeah, this one normally I think when we're both kind of on the same uh, same situation where we're kind of like both just having to take a, a guess of who the QB is, I would say we just kind of both got to ride with it. But this time it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter to me. I am really confident in San Francisco here, so. Uh, I feel like you're just kind of giving up one of your uh, potential excuses if you wanted to have one. Uh, so I'm 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 all over that deal. I uh, can't wait for this one. Uh, yeah, San Francisco. They are they are due for a hiccup at some point. I don't know if I think they're going to be like the undefeated San Francisco 49ers and Cleveland's got the D to do it, but I don't think they have the offense to. And San Francisco's defense looks has looked really good. So I think San Francisco t- continues to roll. All right. Anything else on that one before we move on? Mm-hmm. All righty. So next game, we got one that is not projected to be close. We got Carolina coming into Miami. Miami's 13 and a half point favorites. So essentially 14 point favorites here. Um, now I'm taking Miami. I, I <laughs> Carolina, we saw them get crushed by Detroit. Miami's just as good with a more high powered offense. Miami, I think, is going to roll. I'm not worried about Devon uh, Achan um, going on IR for Miami. They have a stable of running backs that's been good enough to sustain, even when he was hurt at the beginning of the week. I mean, stable, I'm just really just talking about Raheem Mostert. But given that credit to Jeff Wilson that he'll be back and eventually be helping this uh, running back or this uh, Miami Dolphins offense as well. Um, but Raheem Mostert is going to be definitely good enough this Dolphins offense is going to continue to roll. I don't see any way Carolina keeps it close, can score even remotely enough points to keep up with Miami. And they have not the worst defense ever, but they don't have the best defense either. ever either. That's for dang sure. So, um, yeah, I'm all over Miami. Uh, Gabby, what are you thinking here, though? This is a big point spread, 13 and a half points. I'm... 
I got to be with Carolina here. This is too many points. Sometimes you got to go down with the ugly dogs, and I'm willing to go with the ugly dogs here. Um, Carolina has actually been surprisingly been able to move the ball. I know Bryce Young has been hit a lot, and he has definitely looked like the worst quarterback out of these three, but I like the 13-and-a-half point spread. Miles Sanders might be out, so Chuba Hubbard's actually been a little bit more effective on the run game. So, give me the Panthers here, 13-and-a-half. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I'm glad that you're going that way because I think I'm going to get that one. Uh, I don't see any way they keep it close. I think this is the Miami Dolphins game that, that happened this Sunday uh, all over again. So, we'll see, though. Um, I guess it's the NFL, so a competent NFL team doesn't usually get beat uh, multiple weeks in a row by huge margins. But the, the Patriots have been doing it, so I don't see why Carolina can't. Um but yeah, anyways, <clears throat> moving on to the next game we got here. This one, this one's a tough one for me. I've felt good about the previous few, but this one is a tough one for me. I know which way I'm going to go, but I'll let you start with it, Gabby. But the game is Seattle in Cincinnati. Seattle, three-point dogs. Who are you taking? I'm taking Cincinnati. Um, Joe Burrow, he looked back a little bit this week. He he was able to move up in the pocket, do a little bit of scrambling. Says he's been getting healthy and hurtsly every week after the pre-post game of that game. He said he that was the best, and I think the offense has been it's been clicking. I mean, they've been able to find Jamar Chase and T Higgins. He might be back this week, so I like the Bengals to be able to move the ball consistently here and take the dub here at home. Uh, yeah, I, I – this one's so tough for me. I'm kind of afraid that I'm just going with Seattle because I'm a Seahawks fan, but I just think Seattle keeps it close. I think there's a chance that Cincinnati still wins, but since it's a toss-up, I'm taking the team with the points for me. Um, and so I'm taking Seattle – as like I said, as a Seahawks fan, I I feel like it's maybe the homer in me, um. So I don't feel great about this one. What I do love about taking this bet though is, um, I would probably take the the money line here. Um, I think it's worth a shot. Um, it's plus one thirty six, which isn't huge, but I think it's worth a shot because in my mind this game is a toss up. So might as well take the shot at take it at the the better odds if you think there's any chance of uh, Seattle winning here, um, and you were or if you think there's a good chance of Seattle winning, you shouldn't do it if you just think there's any chance, but um, I'll be doing that because I think Seattle has a good chance of winning, but it's definitely not my most confident bet this week, Uh, but I'm taking Seattle here just because, as I said, team, that's a toss-up plus points, so um, I'll be going that direction. Uh, Yeah, so this one I don't really have strong, (laughs) strong analysis or reasoning for. Um, I just think that Seattle can keep pace with Cincinnati offensively at this point uh, where Cincinnati's at. And uh, both defenses are about the same uh, level. And Seattle actually has some really impressive uh, secondary players that might actually be able to cause some problems for the Cincinnati uh, wide receivers. But like I said, it's a close one. I could see either team winning by a touchdown or more. So, um, and I think it'll be close and competitive, but 
it'll be a tough one for both teams. Anyways, next matchup here. Minnesota coming off a big loss of Justin Jefferson out for at least four weeks. Um, going on IR, IR, I believe. Uh, Minnesota favored, though, still in Chicago in a classic divisional matchup. For me, I'm taking Minnesota here, um, and I'm doing it in a heartbeat. Chicago is massively boosted by the fact that Justin Jefferson is not there and that they just beat Washington by 20, which was a huge, huge win for them. But Thursday nights create flukes all the time, Um, so I'm not completely sold by that. And Chicago obviously was um, the worst franchise in the NFL um, until arguably – Thursday last week when it maybe their win made uh, Denver the worst team uh, for the time being. But either way, Chicago's look terrible against everybody but Washington, who's not that great either. And Sam Howell is a young QB, still finding his way. Minnesota, while they won't be as offensively potent without Justin Jefferson for sure, they're still, they still got good weapons. I mean, I really like Jordan Addison, who is someone who – is going to have a chance to break out in fantasy now without Justin Jefferson there. Um, but I also think he's going to be good enough to keep the Vikings offense going well enough to beat the Chicago Bears by um, more than three points at least. Um, so this game may be closer than um, it would have been with Justin Jefferson there also because it's a, a, a divisional matchup. Um, or, I mean, even with – it would have been closer, I think uh, – I think it'll be fairly competitive because it's a divisional matchup. Sorry, kind of stumbling over my words there, but um, I don't think it's close enough to have Chicago um, cover here. But Gabby, what do you think about this one? I'm with Shy Town here. Chicago Bears, duh, Bears. <laughs> Simply because I think Minnesota is, they're on the brink of breaking. Um, Justin Jefferson is hurt. It's rumored that they might be looking at to be moving players. And in a divisional matchup with the, the Bears at home coming off, of, I think their offense, they're finding a groove. They weren't able to win that game versus the Broncos, but their offense was kicking it. It was their defense that failed them, them, them there late. They were able to push the ball down the field. They were able to find – they found the ingredient. Khalil Herbert is out, but I think Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman are going to be able to – keep the ball pushing and keep the ball moving. And the running game has found its groove there as well. So I like the Bears here plus two and a half. I like their money line as well. I like DJ Moore to have another big game versus a very susceptible Minnesota secondary too. So I like the Bears. Luke Getsky has finally been able. They had the same problem that happened last year. Luke just said this. I'm not waiting until the bye this year. We're figuring this out. We can – and we're figuring out this offense week two, week three, and they were able to do that, and now it looks like it's a confident offense. I don't think last week was a fluke. It's been for two weeks now. Was it for two weeks? I mean, didn't they play the Broncos before that? Yeah. That doesn't count then. Everybody knows that, Gabby. Come on. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But still, yeah, I'm not sold by that. Um, Give me the – any give any team – in the NFL that uh, the the commanders and the Broncos, and they're going to probably do pretty well offensively. Okay. Um, and this week they're playing the Vikings. Like the Vikings are right there with them. It's not like the Vikings. Hey, 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 you cut me off there. I was going to say 
if there's a week that you're going to start DJ Moore in fantasy, it's this week. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I don't know what the rest of the, the Bears schedule is, but I don't I I don't have I don't have faith this continues is all I'm saying. Oh shoot, they got the Raiders. Okay. DJ Moore's got a good schedule moving forward, apparently. Um, I don't know what happens beyond that, like I said, but um Chargers, wow, okay. Uh, Saints. All right. Saints is a little bit better defense, but still uh than Panthers. Okay. DJ Moore through week 10, at least we, we don't need to. Oh, then the lions in week 11. Okay. DJ Moore through week 10, probably a pretty viable fantasy option, but I still don't think they're good enough to win the game uh, offensively as a, as a team, uh, but DJ Moore probably going to do. Okay. But yeah. I'll give you that. Anything else you wanted to say about this game before we move on, Gabby? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if Oxford Madison is going to keep it going. Not only from just if the running game is going to keep going, just because how where Justin Jefferson and or where these targets are going to go. I mean, TJ Hawkinson obviously is going to take up some of that, but are they going to go to the running back or how does this offense change? Simply just because Justin Jefferson obviously was the cog, he's their best player. He was the way that this ball, like 90% of these plays were meant for him, at least in the passing game, it felt like he was either first or second read. So I think that's going to be a bigger loss than people think. And that's why I think I'm all over the Bears this week. I think this is going to be my best bet. I I know this is my best bet. But I like Hell the Bears. Oh, yeah. Just... yeah. I'm not – I mean, I, obviously I don't think – I don't agree, but, I, I mean, I think you got fair logic. Um. I was going to say, uh, shoot, I forget. But, uh, yeah, anyways, um, I think you make some fair points there. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to add there. So, well, if I think of it, I will uh, bring it back up. But, um, oh, yeah, I, I, you made some good points about the running backs is what I was going to say. And the interesting, the changes within Minnesota's offense uh, being good to look at. I think that's a really good point. And, Anybody playing fantasy, you should definitely keep an eye on that for sure. And I mean, with your bets moving forward, see if they can, uh, if they can maintain a, a level of offense similar to what they had with Justin Jefferson. So, uh, really good point there. But moving on to the next game here, we got your uh, Indianapolis Colts, Gabby. Uh, they are four point underdogs coming into Jacksonville. What do you, what do you think about this one? I'm on Jacksonville this week. Minus four at home with the backup quarterback in Indy. In Indy's, they've been losing in Jacksonville for multiple years in a row now here. There. It's bad. So I'm all over Jacksonville this week. Travis Etienne, he looks good. I think they're going to be able to move the ball. It's going to be a bounce-back game for Calvin Ridley. Like he, he had a big game in week one versus us, and these corners are young and they're waiting to be exploited. So – I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a good game, and I think the Jaguars is going to be able to cruise. I, uh, I'll i be going the other way, actually. I'll be taking the Colts again uh, when you don't. That's uh, been a reoccurring thing, at least last week and this week. Um, but, yeah, Colts plus four. I think the Colts have a good chance to win this game. I'm, I kind of am feeling Gardner Minshew revenge game, which is not a not – a, logic-based um, reason for the Colts to play well or to win this game. But 
it's a it's a, a feel based it's uh definitely an intuition based uh thing that i'm going with here i just kind of i kind of feel like the colts are a, a really underrated team this year and gardner Minshew. I don't know if I really think he's a worse quarterback than Anthony Richardson right now uh, for a one-off game. I mean, obviously, long-term, Anthony Richardson looks like the dude in Indy, but um, in a one-off game right now, today, like, and I'm not just saying this because he's hurt, obviously, but I'm taking Gardner Minshew probably over Anthony Richardson. Um, and we kind of defend on the matchup, obviously. I mean, the, they're better at different things. But, I mean, just straight up in general, probably Gardner Minshew. Um, and, again, he, we're playing – he's playing his old team, team that didn't think he was good enough to be a starter. And, obviously, his current team doesn't think that either, but that's beyond the, beside the point. Um, yeah, I just think the Colts are, are good enough to at least keep it close. So, I, I love the the Colts plus four. Um in this game, I don't think that the Jags pull up, blow them out. So I think I love the getting the points and getting four points is a, is a solid amount. And I I think the money line is interesting being at plus one sixty four at Draft DraftKings right now. That's a that's fair odds. And I actually got it at my my casino at plus one seventy five earlier this week. And I that's even I mean obviously that's better. And I, I mean I just think that like that's that those odds those level of odds are definitely worth taking the shot on a team that I think is at the very least going to hang close and has a really good chance to win on the road here um, being, I think underrated by, because of their, them starting a backup quarterback and not really taking into account who the backup is. So um, yeah, for that, for that reason, I'm going Indianapolis plus four here and I'm, I'm excited about this one and I feel, I actually feel pretty good about it. I really like Indy here. I'm glad um, you go ahead. Somebody, somebody needs to believe in them. Yeah, you picked against Indy last week, and I picked for Indy. So, uh, who was that? The was it the um, shoot? Who they play? Tennessee. Yeah. So I'm a big. I might be the new big Colts fan on the show here soon. We'll see. Um, but yeah. Anyways, moving on here to our next game in the ten o'clock window. We got New Orleans uh, coming into Houston. This game is only a one point spread, so it's a, it's basically a pick 'em. Uh, but Houston is one point underdogs at, at home, actually. Uh, and I, on DraftKings, you can get that that point. Um, all right, sorry, I was misreading that there. You, I was going to say you can get it for plus 100, but you cannot. That's just actually the, the money line. I misread that for a second there. But um, this is a game I would, of course, be taking the money line for um, the Texans if you're going to be on that side. And I am on that side. Um, it's only a point different. Like I said, they do get that point, which is nice, but doesn't really matter. Um, I'll be taking Houston here. I think, I think CJ Stroud is elite. I think he's breaking out as elite and I think he's still underrated, uh, by the sports books. Um, but I think he's elite and the saints. I don't think they're, I don't think they're elite. I think they've got a lot of good pieces, but I think they can be beat and Houston at home. I think uh, I think they get it done, um, and I, I just think Houston's on the on the on the right trajectory, and and New Orleans is on the wrong one. So uh, I'm going kind of a momentum based decision here, um, but I'm going to be going with Houston. Gabby, what do you think? Um, I got to be with New Orleans here this week. Honestly, I think the defense is going to be really good. I think CJ Stroud. Yeah, he played 
I think this is going to be the best defense he's played. He put Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Pittsburgh is going to be the only defense that you look and the Ravens. He looked pretty good against all of them, but I think he's going to throw his first pick this week. That might be a little bit wishful thinking for me just because I have the Saints defense on my fantasy team. But I actually do believe that he, his time is coming. He's a rookie quarterback, and he's been playing way too good. The offensive linemen, they've been coming back with that running game that he's been they've been toting the rock with with Damian Pierce. It's been really inefficient. So I think this game is going to lean in the Saints' favor. They have a really good run defense and a good defense overall. I think the Saints are going to be able to give the ball to Alvin Kamara and actually going to be able to move the ball down the field a little bit through Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave is going to have an okay week this week. Derek Hart having been a week back from um, his shoulder sprain. But um, outside of that, I, th- I do think this is going to be a really good game. Like a Sunday ticket, this will definitely be one of the games on um, in one of the quarters. I uh, I do really like the shout about uh, C.J. Stroud getting a pick. Um, obviously, he's been great and has not thrown one, but he's broken the record. So um, unless he's like just incredible to a whole other level, I mean, he's da- bound to come down to earth um, at some point and get a pick um, because there's been a lot of great quarterbacks uh, that have gone before him that could not do that. So Obviously, it's not a guaranteed science, but it just seems like he has to come down to earth at some point, and uh, he's already basically shot the moon, so it's probably, probably going to be soon. So I think that's a great call on that game there. So that's five games in a row uh, that we've de- disagreed on, um, and six if if Deshaun Watson plays, actually. So um, <laughs> we're going to have we're going to have some shakeups in our in our standings uh, next week. But um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back to continue with our final game in the uh, early window uh, on Sunday. And then, of course, uh, the rest of them that follow on Sunday and the Monday game. Uh, But we'll be back in just a moment uh, to finish that off. All right, welcome back into the Money Call podcast. We have almost finished uh, picking all the early uh, window of games uh, on Sunday, uh, but we have one more left to do before we finish that out and then pick the rest of the games uh, in week six here. Um, And that game that remains in that early window is Washington uh, coming into Atlanta. Atlanta coming off of an exciting victory over Houston, and and they are getting some uh, credit for that. Um, Washington, of course, coming off a devastating loss against uh, Chicago, and they, they're they actually not getting hit uh, as much as I would have thought by that. They are uh, – Washington is two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this one. And that, that makes this game a really tough one for me to pick personally. I kind of – I kind of I'm a little wishy-washy on this one, but I will say that if I had to pick one, I am picking Atlanta – uh, minus two and a half, and I, and I said that, and that that sounded a little bit less confident than I should have. I, I am, I do think this one is tight and iffy, but I I do feel good about Atlanta here. I think Atlanta is a good team, and that is kind of on the on the upturn. And I think Washington is a team that's going to be really inconsistent and iffy. Which that inconsistency is why I'm I'm iffy on this game. I mean, after a big loss, I kind of expect them to do much better than last week. So, um, 
and that's why I them with uh, some points is a little scary. But two and a half points, I think that should be enough for Atlanta. And and the other thing is Atlanta's going to want to play a game that's low scoring here. The over under is forty two and a half points, which I actually think is high uh, for this game. Both teams are just going to want to kind of ground and pound, run the ball, play good defense, um, which I think plays into Atlanta's uh, favor. I think they're better at defense. I think they're better at running the ball. I think they're better at pretty much everything other than uh, passing. Washington's got some pretty interesting, um, and some talented receiving options, but I think that's I think that's how the game goes. I think it's ground and pound, and I, I and that's another reason why the three points or the two and a half is uh, is kind of scary, but. Like I said, Atlanta's just better in almost every way. The quarterback um, levels are pretty close, although I would give the slight edge to Sam Howell. Um, I think Atlanta gets it done here. Um, so I'll be taking Atlanta minus two and a half. But, um, yeah, not one that I'm over the moon confident with, but I feel really good about Atlanta winning. It's just um, by a matter of how much for me personally. Um, but, Gabby, what do you think? Yeah, for me <clears> – <throat> I'm with Atlanta here as well. I'm Washington looks really bad and they haven't been able to protect the quarterback. They're second in in the league in terms of sacks given up only to the Giants. So I think Atlanta's gonna be able to get back um, to their groove on defense. They've been able to get some of their defensive backs back as well, such as Jeff Okudo over the last couple of weeks. So I like how the Falcons are gonna be able what they're gonna be able to do. And I think Bijan's gonna have a pretty solid game unfortunately so give me the falcons here <laughs> uh unfortunately because he's on my fantasy team <laughs> but glad we agreed there it's been a little bit since we have agreed on one so that's exciting go atlanta um so finally we can have some shared success or failure um hopefully success but anyways moving on to the afternoon window of sunday games uh we got we got one that actually has a smaller spread than I would have um, anticipated personally. Uh, but I think it makes sense. Um, especially since I think new England uh, probably wins the game, but new England's going into Las Vegas as three point underdogs. For me, I am all over new England in this one. I don't think Las Vegas is very good. I think the Raiders or the, uh, the Packers, played poorly when they played Las Vegas last uh, on Monday, I guess not last week. It was only a couple days ago for us, but um, I think the the Raiders got kind of lucky. I think new England's been really bad, but I, I have a lot of faith in bill Belichick. And, and even though he's gotten absolutely destroyed two weeks in a row, I have not completely lost that faith. And I think new England makes it real hard on Las Vegas. And I mean, we got a master and a mentee situation here. Um, and I'm going with the master over the mentee, even though the master's on the road coming into the mentee's new place um, with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. But I think new England's still got a, the ability to play good defense. And I think they will do just enough on offense to get the win here. So I actually like the new England money line, but this game is not going to be high scoring by any means. This game even has a lo- a lower uh, over under than the previous game at 41 and a half. And, and so that's, that's a game new England wants to play and a game new England can win and a game they can definitely keep within three points. Uh, if you ask me, so feeling actually pretty strong on new England in this one. Um, I am not high on the Raiders, but curious Gabby, which way you're going with this one. I'm back on the opposite side. I'm going with the Raiders. <laughs> um, they're, 
they're the better team. They have the better quarterback. This is a rematch of last year. And what is Bill Belichick known for? He's known for his defense and the fact that his teams don't commit silly mistakes. And how did they lose this game last year? Off of a backwards pass that was caught by Chandler Jones to where Chandler Jones and stiff arm Mac Jones for a return to the end zone. That's one of the silliest plays I think I've ever seen. So in, in that regard, I think the Patriots have lost their touch. Mac Jones, he's been the worst quarterback. Now that Joe Burrow had a good game, he's been the worst quarterback that's had their starting job the entire year. I think he's going to get benched again. They've done it to him twice. His confidence is completely cooked. And this Raiders team is not as bad as people think. Um, now, the defense is getting better and better. and They seem to have just enough pieces at the right spots. At every key position, they have a key edge rusher. They have a wide receiver. And they, they seem to have an, an okay quarterback. He's a definition of 15th best quarterback in the NFL. Not the worst, but not the best. So, Mac Jones is the worst. So give me give me the Raiders here minus three. Yeah, I got to push back strongly on Mac Jones having been the worst uh, quarterback that started every game this year. I I am a big Danny Dimes guy, but I don't th- I think he's been worse. Not a big Danny Dimes guy. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be quoted on just saying that. Uh, I'm a I'm a I was someone who thought he was going to be good enough to get the job done for the Giants in a way that would allow them to have a. Um, positive look on the outlook on the season once it concluded but um and i i still feel like he's good enough to do that um but he's i think danny dimes has been worse than than mac jones this year but it's definitely close it's been um yeah it's been you're picking between two terrible options um but yeah uh and i mean if you're going with my revenge game narrative from before it is a jimmy garoppolo revenge game um but yeah, I I think uh, this one will be tight. This one will be low scoring and tight and be interesting. Um, but yeah, we're we'll be on opposite sides of that one, and that is just fine. Um, anyways, next game, Philadelphia coming into New York to face the Jets. Philadelphia's seven point favorites. It's kind of an iffy line with this one, I think personally. Uh, Gabby, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's interesting. Your 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 heart wants to take Philly here, but you know you have to take the Jets here in this spot plus seven underdogs. It's too much. It's too many points. You're protected by the touchdown. I'm taking the Jets here. Philly was able to have a big-time win. Who would they beat last week? Please remind me. Philly, uh, they beat the Rams. Yeah, that was a – oh, yeah, so it was a big-time win. It was the it was a prime – not the prime time, but it was a standalone Fox game at 1, 1 p.m., so people were definitely watching. It was game of the week. People saw the Philly, what Philly was able to do, and I think it's just going to come back to them. I think the Jets, the defense are going to 
Philly hasn't been good. Like the offense has been able to move the ball through AJ Brown bombs. That's about it. Devontae Smith hasn't been good. DeAndre Swift, he's been pretty solid, but it just seems like this team is not as good as it was last year. They were rolling teams around this time last year. Now they're just squeaking by. And now the Jets, on the other hand, they're fired up after the Broncos win. Zach Wilson, yes, he's been bad, but he's been he hasn't been as bad as last year. He actually has shown some improvement. He has the arm talent as long as he he hasn't done the three-pick game. He's only throwing one, which is like, damn, he's only throwing one. But, I mean, that is an improvement. So, I like the Jets here plus seven. I think the defense is going to be able to alter the uh, Philadelphia's offense. And it's going to be a low-scoring game. I actually like the under in this case as well. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Also, I, I think if I had to pick, I'd go under as well, though, with any game with Philadelphia and it, it makes you nervous, even against the Jets. But I, I mean, if if we were saying last year, all we were saying was if the Jets had um, an even like kind of competent quarterback, they would be winning games. And, and that that goes for a part of this year as well, a good chunk of this year. Um, if they just had a guy who was even kind of competent, they'd be winning games. And and all of a sudden, Zach Wilson's kind of competent. Uh, he's kind of getting the job done. Uh, not consistently and not blowing anybody out of the water, but he's somewhat competent now. And uh, that is all the Jets needed to be a vastly improved team. I think um, we can all agree, and we've seen that over the past couple weeks. Um, I think he keeps it going, although Philadelphia has a great defense. But like you said, Gabby, they haven't been playing up to their full potential. But I'll, I do, I do want to note that I do think that's kind of the mark of um, a supremely talented team um, early in the season that um, has had success recent or recent success, like they did. I, I just think like they are not the mark, but I think a mark of a, a team like that, just because I mean, they kind of know they don't have to play imperfect to dominate people. They've done that, um, so. You never know when they put it all together. It could be this week, could be five weeks down the road. You don't know when they're going to put it all together and just be dominant. But uh, right now there is some chinks in the armor. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think the Jets' defense is incredible. So, for me, I kind of I kind of miffy on this one. Like you said, like uh, I wouldn't put it the exact same way, the analogy, you know. Like I feel like I feel like the Eagles is like – the pick that like the safe pick and nobody's going to follow you for picking the Eagles here. But I think the jets is the right pick. I just kind of feel like, like picking them and putting a bet on them. Like I did this week makes me feel like I kind of did something wrong and that um, people are like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm like disgusting and like, shouldn't be around like kids or something from like picking the jets. Like I've done something terrible, but uh, I, I just believe that they're going to win um, against or not win. I think they're going to keep it close. Um, it just it just feels horribly wrong for some reason to pick the Jets. Um, but I did, and I'm happy with it. Um, there is actually nothing wrong with picking the Jets, of course, um, other than that you picked the Jets. So um, I'm going Jets here just like you, plus seven, uh, although it feels horribly wrong. Uh, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. Um, next game we got on the docket here. Uh, Arizona coming into LA to face the Rams. This one's a much more uh, exciting game, I think, uh, to be betting on. 
because uh, I think Arizona, even though they're seven point underdogs in this game, I think they have a really good chance to win this game. And I'm putting money on the money line here. It's plus 260 on DraftKings right now. And that's great odds um, in a divisional game. Yes, please. I don't really think that Arizona has shown to be much worse than the Rams this year in previous games. I mean, of course, uh, L.A., the Rams have performed admirably in, in some games and won. Uh, or been really close in some games that they definitely weren't expected to be. But that's that's the same for the Cardinals. Uh, maybe not as high caliber but uh, of opponents in those games, but they've done the same thing. And I think uh, the, I think this is a really, really pretty even matchup. And I'm really shocked to be getting those kind of odds here uh, for Arizona, even though Arizona is on the road. Um, Arizona plus seven, though, is, a, is essentially a lock for me. I... I love this game. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite bets. The only thing that makes me nervous about it is just the talent on both teams. There's some horrible things could go awry um, at any point. There could be silly fumbles, interceptions that could totally swing the game um, in any direction here that um, that is not really reflective of how the actual game went. But I think the game remains fairly close at the least. Um I think Arizona has a really good chance to win. So give me Arizona plus seven, but um, Gabby, what do you think about this one? Uh, for this one, I like the Rams, man. Sean McVay has been pretty dominant versus these Cardinals. Now, yes, it's a new regime here at the coaching for the head coach, but all in all, like what the Rams have been able to do, pushing the ball down the field, they have two elite wide receivers now on the outside so that you can't double-team any of them. And Arizona hasn't shown the ability to actually stop anyone from the opposite side of the ball. So I like the Rams be able to, at home, slice and dice these teams. And what LA it really lacks, both of these teams, is a home field because these fans, most of the fans will just come into LA and watch. Now, there are about five teams out there that they will still have a home game for, and the Cardinals are one of them. So I like the Rams here. It's going to be a true game, true home fan, uh, home team, home game, and I like a minus seven. I have a I little can... bit – I have a little bit more uh, faith in um, Arizona's fans than you. I'm just going to say that. I've never been an Arizona fan in my life, so <laughs> proximity wise, they should be able to make it. They should be. <laughs> if they don't, they should be embarrassed. Every other fan base does from everywhere else all over the country. That's fair. I feel like I, I guess my point would just be that the Cardinals fan base isn't as big as other fan bases, like as opposed to like when the Packers are there, they're not necessarily traveling to L.A. They're just coming out of L.A. Like, they already live there. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, the Packers are the kind of like the franchise, I feel like, fan base, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree. They are, they're not an intimidating franchise uh, or fan base like like Philly. You know, they're kind of intimidating. They kind of just go out there and talk shit. And Dallas kind of just goes out there and never shuts up and – that just drives you crazy and things like that that have some intimidation factor. But Arizona, they don't really have um, they don't really have any shit to talk. You know what I mean? Like they've never been good. So, um, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, anything else on that matchup before we move forward? No, I think we covered it. Cool. Uh, final matchup in the afternoon window on Sunday, we got uh, what could be actually a pretty interesting one. Uh, Detroit facing Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is three-point underdogs. I I think Tampa Bay is a lot better than people may have expected, but Detroit is is really good. And honestly, I think maybe they're, the line is so small in part because of Jared Goff's definitely significantly worse uh, road performances, um, but also because of the fact that they are the Detroit Lions. Um, people still haven't fully bought in. Um, but I think, I think this line is too small. Uh, three points. Um, while I, it'll be tight one, and I'm not saying that I'm gonna, this is a lock by any means or one that I'm rushing to uh, bet with too much enthusiasm. I mean, I do think it hits, but um, it's not my favorite or anything. Um, I do think the three points is not not quite enough. I think that Detroit covers that, and um, I just think they're a better team in, in pretty much every sense. Uh, there's not really anything that Tampa Bay is better than them at other than maybe – Maybe some of their uh, defensive, uh, their defensive front pieces and linebackers, but um, yeah, maybe there are maybe some defensive pieces that Tampa Bay is better at. But D- Detroit is no slouch, and they're really good on defense and, uh, and on offense at least. I think Detroit's got them beaten pretty much every category. Um, so yeah, I mean receivers is close, but um, Detroit's got some very good ones. So uh, yeah, I. I'm going Detroit here minus three. I don't. I don't think there's. Um, I don't think there's much that Tampa Bay is going to be able to do uh, to Detroit. That um, yeah, I just don't think they have any avenue to to beat them. Uh, to be honest, and maybe if they get into a shootout, but I don't think Detroit's defense lets that happen. But what do you think about this, Gabby? I like Tampa Bay a lot this week. I actually like more than money line coming off a of bye. I think they've been preparing for Detroit quite a bit. Now Detroit's defense has been pretty good, but Tampa Bay's defense is pretty good as well. And I don't think their pass defense, on the other hand, I mean, their run defense is really good. Let me elaborate. But their pass defense has been pretty mediocre. But I think Baker Mayfield is going to be able to push this ball down the field. Now it, it is going to be important to note if Mike Evans is going to play in this game. He wasn't able to practice on Wednesday. But if he's a go, I like especially if he's a go. I like the Buccaneers regardless because they have weapons such as Chris Godwin and Kate Otten. And actually, um, Camarinda, that wide receiver, he played pretty well um, the week that Mike Evans came out. So I like what the Buccaneers are able to do here. Um, Plus three, give that to me. I don't know if they're going to be able to – necessarily run this ball but i i know it's not going to be a very high scoring game and i think baker mayfield's going to outplay J- jared goff here because i think baker mayfield's the better quarterback wow i'm shocked to hear you say that i thought i was uh baker mayfield's biggest fan on the pod but i mean i really like jared goff i think jared goff's been balling out so maybe that's it but interesting Interesting, interesting to hear you say that, Gabby. I'm not going to lie to you. That'll be no, a fun one then. I think this is going to be this is Baker's best situation if you really look at it. Cleveland, and I think 
this is going to be a deeper conversation. But when we talk about Cleveland and what Kevin Stefanski has been able to do, outside of those years in, with Kirk Cousins, he, I mean, even when you look at those Kirk Cousins years, the quarterback has never really been that good. Like, the best years have been now for Kirk Cousins, for instance, after he left Kevin Stefanski. Baker was in that system. He didn't look all that good. Now he's out of it. He looks like a quarterback that can actually swing the rock. And Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson looked like a top-five guy. Now, I don't think he's a top-five guy anymore because if he, he truly was that, that talent would show through the system. But I don't think the Stefanski system in general has been pushing quarterbacks forward. So to get back on Baker, I think he's going to be – I think his talent has been showing with how good the Bucks have been playing and how much they've been outperforming people's expectations. And I think that's going to showcase again here this week when they play the 4-1 Lions, a team that people are starting to think could actually get to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I mean, to uh, accept your invitation to Tangent a little bit, um, I, I certainly I, – I think Baker Mayfield is better than Deshaun Watson right now. Um, I would rather have him. So I kind of I, – I, I don't know if I think it's his best situation. Like, like I mean, well, it is his best. But if you take – like, if you take if – you, if, if, if Cleveland had believed in Baker, then – and they had kept him around and they – Cleveland had had Baker Mayfield instead of Deshaun Watson and um, – why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, for the last year and a half, like, I think, the, I think Cleveland's a really, really dangerous team to playoff, maybe even Super Bowl contender. Um, probably not. I mean, the Chiefs are pretty dang good and, and the rest of the AFC, but maybe, um, and they're certainly not with the, Deshaun Watson and, uh, Brissett, um, and Baker, he was hurt the year that his last year in Cleveland, I mean, it was, and he had to deal with a bunch of BS with the coach not really wanting it, like letting him get healthy. It really, it obviously wasn't truly supporting him um, in Odell, the Odell situation. Um, so if any, like if that like personal slash like off the field stuff hadn't happened, I think the situation in Cleveland was awesome. I mean, he could have come in and been the number one pick and been the savior of the franchise and a great defense and a really full, a full, a full stack of weapons on the offense too, to be honest. And they let that go. So, I mean, that's a – for the for a quarterback with Deshaun Watson's record, and I'm talking record off the field, uh, to give him the best quarterback ever, Cleveland let him go. So, to me, that's dysfunctional. That franchise isn't going to be good anytime soon. I used to not believe in the Cleveland curse, but now, now I kind of do. And this is definitely an excellent landing spot for Baker uh, in Tampa Bay. And I think that he is going to be – take this team to the playoffs – and be a contender to win a game or two, potentially. Um, I mean, they'll probably be a wild card or, I mean, they might win their division, so they might have an okay matchup. But um, to say all that, I still think Jared Goff is better than Baker Mayfield. Um, And I think highly of Baker Mayfield. Um, That's what I was trying to illustrate, at least, um, that I do think highly of him. And I think Jared Goff is better. So that's that's just how highly I think of Jared Goff. Uh, right now and of course he's had some inconsistency on home and road splits but um, I think that's in part by design I think they try to play more conservatively on the road but um, I'm a fan of Jared Goff I'm a fan of both these quarterbacks and um, yeah this will be a good one I think Jared Goff is better and I think the Lions are better and so they think they get the job done but um, it's definitely no shoe in 
That's for sure. And Baker Mayfield, like you said, is is a good quarterback. Deserves a little bit more respect from people out there, I think. Um, yeah. Anything else on this one, Gabby? We definitely – I mean, we talked a lot in this game's section, but maybe not a ton about this game. But um, do you have anything else to add? No, I think we covered it pretty well. All righty. All right, moving on to the battle of the – New York teams or two of the New York teams. Only one of them, of course, actually in New York. Uh, the Giants playing the Bills. The Giants, massive underdogs here. 14-point underdogs, to be precise. No Daniel Jones, I believe. Give me Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills have been decimated by injuries. Don't matter. They're still way better than the Giants. They still have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Give me the Bills here in prime time i don't know how you could have any faith in the giants other than saquon barkley likely does play um but with tyrod taylor coming out in his first game or in tyrod taylor's first game as a starter in uh new york but saquon's first game coming off the injury i don't know if they like in in a game they're like pretty much guaranteed to lose no matter how well saquon plays i don't think they really push him um, and so for me, I think it's uh, another blowout. I think the Giants can already write off their season. I don't think they have any delusions of grandeur, so I don't think they necessarily are going to sell out for just this one game. Um, so, yeah, give me Buffalo minus 14, even though it is a massive spread um, and a kind of a rivalry game, not really. But, yeah. Gabby, what do you think? For me, um, I got to be with – it's tough. It's tough because we're doing it earlier in the week, so we don't have so much information. But I mean, with the quarterbacks, but I, this is such a big spread 14 points. I'm going with the Bills. I think I am just going to go on with the Bills. I think they're going to be able to get after them. The offensive line, what I wanted to talk about earlier with when you were talking about Daniel Jones, how he's been the worst quarterback is. I think he's actually going to be a lot better when his offensive line gets better. Andrew Thomas, one of the best life tackles in football, hasn't played since the first drive of the NFL season. And then since then, this offensive line has not seen any good luck with injury. So I think when they all get healthy, I think he's going to have a chance. Darren Waller, who had pass blocked a total of four times last year for the Raiders, he pass blocked seven times in the game last week. So that just lets you know that they've been keeping in the tight end a lot more just to help pass block. And that's their best wide receiver. So I'm, I'm hopeful for the giants to turn that around, but that's not this week. Um, I like the bills a lot. I think, I think they're going to be able to continue to move the the ball and get after this quarterback, Matt Milano. That is going to be a big loss for them, but Everything I'm talking about. Sorry, Sam. I'm going to have to change my mind. This is going to be the first time I've done this on air. Everything I say is going to have me on the Giants. Barkley's going to be back this week. Now I'm thinking about it as well. I think this is going to be the week he gets back. And 14 points, I think, is a lot. So I like the Giants, actually. I like them a lot. And I think they're not going to have to move. So. Interesting. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. I feel pretty good about Buffalo here this week. 
Um, I do think Daniel Jones, I mean, I, I think I said it a little bit earlier in the pod as well, that I think he has a chance to improve um, and not, not end the season on such a horrible note, but um, I certainly don't think it's next week. And I mean, in my defense for saying he's worse than Mac Jones to start the season, I mean, if you lose by like 35, two weeks in a row, then it's probably not your quarterback's entire fault either in Mac's defense. Um, so I do think that there's a chance that Mac Jones turns it around as well. So uh, just because they had tough starts to their season doesn't mean it's going to continue, but um, I do think it continues for Buffalo or New England or wow, New York and Daniel Jones uh, this week. Although actually, as I say that, uh, like I said, I don't think Daniel Jones is playing this week. Um, so yeah. Anyways, final matchup on the slate. We got Monday night football. We got a pretty interesting one. I think this one's going to be pretty high scoring. So does Vegas. It's a 50 and a half point over under. Um, we got Dallas coming into LA to face the Chargers. Um, Chargers are underdogs in this one. They're two point underdogs. Um, I think this is going to be a shootout. Um, and I think it's going to be close. I don't think either team is going to get a sizable lead, although Dallas does have a really strong defense. I think they've been proven that there's um, some areas you can attack them. Austin Eckler probably back for the Chargers. Um, and I think LA. I think LA is going to be able to score on them with a, a week or with a bye week coming off a bye week and having time to prepare. Um, so I'll be taking the chargers plus two here. Um, and I like the money line here. I don't know if I, if I'm betting this game, I'm, I'm taking chargers straight up. Um, the two points I don't think is really going to make the world a difference for me, but I do think it does end up close. So if you're nervous, I guess you take it. Um, but yeah, for me, I'll be taking LA here. Um, and one that I'm not super confident in, but I, I do like the odds if you're taking them just straight up uh, as underdogs at home. What do you think, Gabby? For me, I like the bounce back spot here for Weedum boys, the Cowboys. They got humiliated last week, but I think the Niners are just a step above everybody, even the Eagles this year. I think Brock Purdy's on a different level. He's been playing so well inside that offense. He's not making any mistakes. He's able to make all the throws. So I don't. I think that's more of an indictment or a praise on the Niners more than it is an indictment on the Cowboys. So at the Cowboys bounce box spot, yes, the Chargers are coming off a bye, but I don't trust Brandon Staley. And I think this defense for the Cowboys is going to be ferocious and actually be able to get to Justin Herbert. So... Give me the Cowboys. Hell yeah! Well, I mean, this that's uh, that concludes a um, a spread, a list of spreads that we do not agree very much on. I think I counted four uh, four agreements uh, throughout the entire uh, week spread. So that'll be interesting. I've, of course, we could each go like fifty fifty um, and end up with the same uh, ratios as we did or as we have currently coming into this week. But um, something tells me there's going to be a big swing. Uh, one way or the other so that'll be exciting um, to uh, see the results of Um, anyways we will jump right into our uh, survivor picks here Um, and I'll just go ahead and start us off here we got for me my number one pick is Miami over Carolina two Chiefs over Broncos three Buffalo over uh, the Giants um, four Minnesota over Chicago and five San Francisco over Cleveland um 
for me. I also um, I would have if this was a more uh, traditional game, I probably would have gone uh, Baltimore over Tennessee. But uh, because it's in London, I think it's a little bit iffy to uh, put your survivor pick on that. Um, of course, it's a neutral site for both teams and both teams are making the travel. But I think things like that um, can affect teams in unknown ways. So I think for a survivor league, I'm staying away from that. Um and this week, my other note is that a lot of the games um, are pretty mismatched. Uh, of course, with the spreads, uh, they're either mismatched or they're big mismatches or they're close. So um, a lot of the best teams have easy matches. And so you might have used them before. And it's also kind of sad to be using those really good teams on a um, really poor opposition. Uh, but it's kind of the thing this week or you're picking a tight game. Um so for me, uh, of course, I listed a bunch of those um, good teams on my list that have easy opponents. But um, if you're looking to do one that's a little bit more of a stretch, I would recommend Minnesota over uh, Chicago. I think Minnesota gets the job done there um, and Baltimore over Tennessee. Um, if you're not looking to use your very best teams and like super in the easiest matchups. Uh, so that's my take there on the survivor picks. Uh, but of course those ones were lower down my list, uh, Baltimore, not even on my top five. So you are taking a risk if you do that. Uh, but Gabby, what are your thoughts on the survivor picks this week? I'm taking, I think the bills number one is going to be my number. That's going to be my number one pick. And that's going to be the one I am going here with this week for my eliminator pick. That is just because I've been picking I my strategy this year. I, I'm going with the best teams. Uh, I can't be worried too much about who is going to be left. I think I'm going to keep the Eagles, but that's about it. Number two for me, I like the Rams. I was about to pick them, but they – I don't like divisional – I don't like picking divisional opponents, but that is a divisional game. I would have been comfortable picking – and then from there, after that, another divisional game is the Jags. I like the Jags this week at home. If we would have picked them, that's going to be number three. And then at number four, it would have been the Eagles. And then at number five, we will go with the Niners. Oh, the Dolphins are here as well. So we will actually go uh, – wh whoever my four was, we will knock them out, and then we will go – Dolphins and Niners. Nice. Okay. Um, sweet. Well, I hope you all are lucky enough to still be alive in your survivor pool. Um, I am not. But anyways, uh, we are going to take one quick final break here before we come back and finish off our best bets and do our farewells. Um, so bear with us for just a moment, and we'll be right back. all right welcome back into the final segment of the week six uh, money call podcast we just have our best bets remaining we've already talked about our picks against the spread but now's the time we talk some about some of our best bets um and i'm gonna let gabby go first uh gabby what are your best bets here I talked about this earlier. The Bears, I really like them this week. I like the money line. I think they're going to be able to win that game. And I like the Jets, plus seven. Those are going to be the two ones. They're going to be my teasers as well. Um, those are going to be my two, two best bets. 
Hell yeah. Um, hilarious. Um, my third favorite best bet is uh, for this week is Minnesota uh, minus two and a half over Chicago. Uh, so one of us is going to be hilariously wrong on that one. Um, but we'll find out, I guess. So, um, all right. Yeah. But yeah, starting from the top, my number one best bet is Baltimore minus four and a half over Tennessee. Um, I just think they're going to win. And I, I mean, I know that like for a survivor pool, I didn't pick them because yeah, it's a little iffy um, picking a game in London for that, but um, it is a, it's a neutral field. So, and, and I think Baltimore is a touchdown better than Tennessee. So uh, I like this bet um, a lot. Number two, San Francisco minus seven over Cleveland. Of course, we don't know who the quarterback is. I don't care. Uh, the quarterback in Cleveland, that is. Um, San Francisco's a wagon right now, obviously. I think they're going to they're gonna continue to roll. Um, three, I already said, Minnesota minus two and a half over Chicago. Won't say any more there. Uh, Arizona is going to be my fourth and final uh, best bet, plus seven over the Rams. Um, yeah, I think a divisional game, um, plus seven. I, I just like – I think the Rams, like I said, could win straight up. Plus seven, give me the seven. The points is like easy. So, uh, of course, it's not easy. This game will be close, and a touchdown is not that much. Uh, but I do really love uh, Arizona plus seven. Some final notes for me. Uh, just wanted to mention if I'm taking some uh, interesting money line bets this week, uh, definitely be looking at Arizona. Like I said, um, Indianapolis over Jacksonville for me. I know Gabby would be going the other way. Um, also, he'd be going the other way on Seattle over Cincinnati uh, at the money line. Um, and I actually like New England over Las Vegas at the money line. Of course, another one, Gabby would be going the other way. So, of course, we have some differences. So, if you were looking for a good money line that we agreed on, I think the only one of those would probably be uh, for a real true underdog uh, would probably be Arizona, I, I believe, Gabby. Um, unless I got it. No, you're on the other side. Just kidding. Um, I am on yes. Yeah, I obviously you just said that, so uh, I should have known that. But yeah, yeah. So don't if you're looking for a consensus on this podcast, you're not going to get it. But, <laughs> <laughs> not this week, at least. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, Gabby, do you have any final words for the the people before we uh, end the pod? No. Not this week. Um, I just well, sorry. I do. I would say I always do have a couple words. <laughs> what I wanted to say was this week. It was a rough week for me when it came to betting. So hopefully, this week we turn it around. Um, we had to change up the process here a little bit. We analyze things a, a little bit differently. So we're gonna we're hopefully coming with a different result. We were a little bit fantasy focused this week with our brains, so we've divided that up. And I think these, I think these NFL bets we're going to go through. I mean, we did take a couple of swings here with the Panthers. That one is going to be very iffy, but that I think on all in all, we're we're going to have a pretty good week, and we're going to be able to come back on top. I think I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I think we're going to have a positive week. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, I've just been I've been the 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 pod the resident pod hottie right now. Uh but that's that that that's not gonna we all know that's not gonna last forever. Um and so it's 
it's bound to flip at some point. Any week could be that week. And like I said, it's possible we flip all of these ones or we split them 50-50. But something tells me that's not going to happen. So I think I think this is the a big opportunity for you to flip the flip the script on me for sure. Um yeah. But yeah, anyways, to all the all the listeners, thanks for listening this far. Um, we hope you appreciate the advice. Best of luck to you on your bets. You're gonna have to pick who you want to listen to this week because we don't agree on much. Um, but we do agree that we hope you make money. So uh and that we appreciate you listening. So we will be back next week. Um, enjoy week six of NFL football. Uh, catch you later.